0: Welcome to Speaking a Strong Style, where we discuss the news, issues, and events surrounding New Japan pro wrestling. I'm Stephen Conway. With me, of course, is Jeremy Feinstone. We're contributors to the Fight Game Media Network. And we are uh, ready to talk about some shows that we have had this past week. We went through the whole thing about Kazuchika Okada announcing his departure from New Japan. We've had a few days to digest this, a few shows to watch to see how the crowd reacts, and uh, we are off to the be- the start of the New Beginning Tour, and uh, it's been a bit of a rough start. We won't lie about <laughs> I that. I will we'll tell very- you this.
1: If Okada announced that he's leaving did not leave a bad taste in your mouth, that first night of New Beginning, <laughs> that <then> definitely would. <laughs>
0: We had to deal with some rough stuff this week. And we're going to talk about, we're going to be very honest about it. Colin is here. Hello, Colin. Glad to see you, sir. Uh, glad you're here to talk over this with uh, us. And we're going to be talking about the new beginning in Nagoya. We're also going to be covering the two Cork and Hall shows, which were much better. Much
1: better, better shows than Nagoya. <laughs> and uh,
0: we've got a lot to go into there. We're not going to just break down every single match because a lot of it was were preview tags. But there were some interesting developments there at Cork and Hall as we head toward well, Tomatonga's departure, we've now had it. Uh Will Osprey's is coming, Okada's is coming. Uh Megan says, I like being right. Well, who doesn't? But uh fair enough. Um uh, <laughs> we're going reason. to go <laughs> ahead and get into this one here. Uh yeah, it's again a few days to digest on social media. You're seeing a lot of posts of Okada having last night's out. I saw one where he, Tanahashi and Katsuyori Shibata had uh, nice, some right. food out and uh, a little drink up there as they they say goodbye to action. one another. <laughs> there's a little bit of that, uh, some selfies. Uh, and uh, you're just seeing a lot of things, the red shoes, another one that's, uh, there's, there've been a lot of departures in Tomatonga as well. So it was a bit of a sad weekend in, in new Japan. And I think it spilled over to the ring a little bit, Jeremy, because there was a real malaise about the performances we saw in Nagoya this past weekend. What was that? Sunday.
1: That, yeah, that definitely felt like everyone was just like, you know what? We're just not feeling it tonight. And yeah. the audience was feeling it. Everybody was kind of was going through the motion. And by the end of the night, it was just like, looking a good show. As much as you wanted to tell people that, you know, there were good things or that, it's like, because then you just got to be like, this was a mulligan guys. This was, you can just pick up and and when they got the corkin you know, they kind of got their act together and the energy was back up and the, and the Corican crowd brought that mm-hmm. one up. But when you talk about Nagoya, man, it was just top to bottom. Everyone was just sad about Okada, and it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like they were angry at the promotion or angry at Okada. They were just sad. Everyone was just sad.
0: Yeah, everyone seems to understand what's going on there a little bit. So most of the feelings toward Okada are good, but everyone is down to mouth about it a little bit. Yeah. And uh yeah, and we're going to get into Nagoya now. So we'll just start that one. What do you say? And you want to go top down, right?
1: I mean, really, it's the best way to go, because we'll touch on stuff as it went down the card, but really anything of note look at the top of this thing. <laughs>
0: The main event was the Never open way title match between Evil and Tama Tonga. Uh, and uh, what we saw here was a bit of an angle to start the match. So uh, what happened was uh, Tama, of course, had his hair cut by Evil in a heat attack to try to build up this match. So Tama tried to cut Evil's hair before it. And, of course, that didn't quite work. Uh, but uh, they brawled uh, before the match. Hantai came running out to fight House of Torture. So there was this big group fight uh, that, that includes Shoto Amino, Desperado, ELP, Hikaleo. Uh, and that would set things up for a little bit later in the night. Uh, and in Cork and Hall, for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Shoes, this brawl goes all over the place. Red Shoes just throws the match out, throws out the main event. Right. Now, we knew that something was coming because that happened in about two and a half minutes right there. And what Tama Tonga did was get on the microphone and said he didn't want it to end that way. He wants, since everybody is already at ringside anyway, let's make it a lumberjack match. So that's what they did. And uh, I think that was basically an excuse just to have everybody out there the whole night. And uh, they went about the match. Now that the the match itself went 18 minutes after the, about the two-and-a-half-minute mm-hmm. brawl. Uh, and there were a couple of decent spots here in this one, but it wasn't a good match. This lumberjack match wasn't particularly good. Uh, one thing I did like was there was a moment where uh, – Tama was tripped by one of the House of Torture members when coming off the ropes, and then immediately, and I mean, like, seconds later, Evil came off the ropes and Desperado tripped him. A little bit of that Rudo still in Desperado, which I enjoyed, and it got a pop from the crowd. Uh, the uh, Evil tried to run away with the belt, but the tag champs, ELP and Hikaleo chased him, caught him in the aisle, and gave him a purple nurple, if you know the level of work that we're doing here. This was not impressive. Uh, Red Shoes somehow got involved in giving the magic killer, you know, when he just... When he well, s-
1: somehow he just put in the position to be the ba- one of the bases, yeah.
0: Red Shoes is usually 10 feet away from the action, except for just before he's going to get involved. So it's one of the biggest tells in New Japan.
1: <laughs>
0: and then somehow, Jeremy, being part of the magic killer bumped him because he stayed down sure. for a while after being part of the magic...
1: It's kind of like a swing blade where the momentum taking you down just knocks you, knocks the wind out of you. You know, okay. like you just he he if the, the legs on the shoulders takes him down just like the uh just like somebody rolling you into the ground. He goes down, he knocks the wind out of him, he has to roll out of the ring. Red shoes we, is not young. He wears going, red slippers and red socks, my man.
0: You are going for the Marvel No Prize on this one, <laughs> nice man. Um how do you like that comic book reference? I get one in every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, eight, uh House of Anyway, uh, Red Shoes was somehow uh, bumped there, and uh, House of Torture attacked, but they couldn't put Tomatongo away. They began hitting each other with all their weapons. Uh, things going back and forth. Jado hit Evil with a cane, wrenches, and all that stuff. Red Shoes got bumped again. Rough night for him. Uh, Tama hit the TSD, but Togo pulled the ref out and then choked Tonga with the Garrett. This thing is booked within an inch of its life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Narita then hit. Tama Tonga with the push-up bar, got out of the ring, everything is evil, and then that was the end of it there. Of course, we knew that Tama Tonga was going to have to drop this belt on the way out. It was a different situation than Okada, which we're going to get to, but he had to give this thing up, and uh, so he had a feeling that Evil was going to win this thing, and he did. But, boy, this was not not a great match at all. It didn't really gel. It was a little clunky, I felt.
1: Yeah, I mean, the takeaway of where Evil's the guy to – be the guy until they figure out what they're going to do with the never open weight title. That's fine. The role is exactly the same. And, you know, the other thing is looking at out of this 2024 Hontai, you know, like they are, they are trying to tell you at every corner, you know, Desperado is a face of Hontai and ELP and Hickle And it is just, it is a super interesting dynamic of who they're putting front and center. All of a sudden in this faction, Uh, you know, three weeks ago, this was not who they were pushing, uh, as as this, like the lion mark, uh, the shield of the lion mark. So I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if you got that. I thought that was an interesting takeaway, but the whole thing about just putting those guys as like the baby faces of all baby faces is super interesting.
0: They hammered that point home in Corkin, too, which we will get to a little bit later. Flaming Shark is here. He says, too bad, Tama. Couldn't go out with an awesome match like the one he had with Shingo at Wrestle Kingdom. Agreed, yep. yeah. But it, the way the House of Torture works and the way evil works, we're just not going to get that, are we? And as Venkin says, now we get an evil title reign with interference in every match. Ooh, uh, I don't yeah. know.
1: might not be that long based off of some of the matches I've seen announced.
0: <laughs> yep exactly yeah uh, we'll we'll see we'll see but that's a good yeah. point that we're going to again we're going to talk about that as we get to cork and because we know the direction for the never open way title going yeah. forward a little treat for
1: later in the episode if we discuss look down the line
0: yeah uh and he said uh flaming shark says i wouldn't even be too surprised if evil weren't the champion by the end of the new beginning tour yeah well yeah mm. more to come later on in the program about that one <laughs> but uh yeah it's that's uh, called
1: a teaser my friend
0: <laughs> we have had a pivot a pivot in the never open way title picture but that was that match, and uh, you know, I, I don't think we need to get into it was more, it
1: was uh, it was representative of the entire show, a yeah. valiant effort, but it just didn't land with the audience. That the wrestlers were having an off night too.
0: Here's another one that didn't quite land either. The NJPW Strong Openweight Tag Team Title Match was the semifinal, and that was the Gorillas of Destiny, Hikaleo, and El Fantasma, uh, who may have been under the weather. By the way, we we found out he missed a Cork and Hall show due to being sick. Chris Charlton, unfortunately, was not on the broadcast because he had the flu. Uh, so you know that's one of the things about a a, a group of traveling uh, show business folks when you when you're packed into buses and locker rooms together, a bug can go around very quickly. So it was, uh, uh, but they, he was in this match, Icaleo and Fantasmo, and they defeated Chase Owens and Kenta in the semi-main. And this match was dull. Uh, it was uh, a lot of stalling early on. It was a slow start, uh, and that could be down to the one guy that does have a lot of energy being under the weather, perhaps. Hikaleo tagged in after ELP sold for a while, and he did have a rally, and that was the first real crowd response in this match. Mm-hmm. Several minutes into it, uh, it went a long time. Twenty-one thirty-three. It was slow-paced. It was not exciting, uh, and it, like I said, twenty-one thirty-three, and I didn't think this match picked up until they called the twenty-minute mark. And uh, finally, there were some big moves. Kenta missed a coup de grace off the top, uh, ended up colliding with Chase. Hikaleo got a choke slam. ELP couldn't quite get a CO2 on Chase. Wasn't a great match. Again, maybe the flu had something to do with it. But uh, Gorilla's a Destiny defeated uh, Bullet Club. So uh, they still have both tag team titles, and they still have another match against Chase and Kenta later for the IWGP belts. This one did not make me all that excited for it, though.
1: Given what I saw later on in the tour, I was like, okay, I'm willing to call this just a bad night for everyone via sickness, malaise, sadness, whatever. Uh, But yeah, no, this wasn't good, and I'm just, let's call a spade a spade, it wasn't good.
0: And it's worth noting too. This was almost the end of Tomatonga's run in New Japan as well. So that's going to have an effect on Hikaleo and ELP and those guys that are friends with him as well. It's been totally overshadowed by Okada. My God, uh, ha, but if, where do if, you if, even
1: think he goes?
0: There are a lot of choices that besides, I mean, both. Uh, I th- I actually think TNA might be the best spot. Yeah, for I was kind
1: of thinking TNA might be the place for him right now.
0: MLW is always a possibility. TNA I think would pay better. And the other thing about TNA is they're actually on a bit of a roll right now, business wise. Things are pretty good there. Do and they are they think... they are they are on an upswing. It's it's been a a good 2023 was a good year for TNA, and they seem to have some interesting things cooking going forward. That might be a great spot for him to get the attention of the bigger companies should that come up later.
1: That is spot number one I would say for him. Do you think? there is a place for him on Ring of Honor.
0: Perhaps, you know, perhaps. But at that point, uh, you're basically in AEW anyway, if you're in Ring of Honor. Uh, But
1: he could be top, higher on the card in Ring of Honor and do fine there. And if there is room in the AEW roster later on, it could end up being there. But, you know, number one really does seem like uh, TNA would be
0: uh, it's, it's a tough spot because I felt like if he left New Japan 6 months before or 6 months after Okada and Osprey that he would have a little bit more attention. But right now he's just a distant third in the mm-hmm. free agent sweepstakes here. Of course, we know that Osprey's already going to AEW, that one's not in doubt. But if you're wonder, AEW, you might get Okada. You might get Osprey. All of a sudden, Tama isn't a very sexy pick. But like six months either direction, you might think, yeah, we could do something with that guy. But I, I think maybe TNA is a landing spot for a year or two.
1: I wonder if he had known that Okada was leaving, if he would have kept quiet and worked without a contract for a couple of months and then bounced out in like March or April. Yeah. And then, you know, then would have maybe been old a bet a little bit dicier with the office the way doing it like that at least at this way they could move forward at the new beginning tour I don't know I'm just spitballing because like I wonder if you could do it all over again knowing that Okada was leaving rather than I'm gonna go and then oh Okada's leaving too Ooh. whoops
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, flaming sharks is tna or wwe probably i don't see tama going to aew yeah i really don't either they
1: want they want somebody in the bloodline over
0: in wwe he wouldn't be a bad pick for nxt and i say this as a guy who's a good wrestler who could work with the younger guys that's not a bad point uh i don't really know if he'd be a wwe main roster guy right off the bat not say he never could but I, I, you know, I don't see him as that kind of level of star. But again, I, you know, there's he's got choice. He, he'll get work. He'll get work. He's a he's a good wrestler. Yeah, But
1: I wish him. I wish him well. You know, like yeah. Oh, sure. Those guys are looking so good lately. <laughs>
0: no, he's really good. Venkin mentions why do they give Bullet Club two title matches for different the different belts. Good question. I don't really understand that either. Why Chase and, and especially Chase I, and I
1: suspect that some of those guys were not the ones that they intended to have matches with. And they mm. are, uh, they are perhaps covering for other people that are not currently going to be having matches <laughs> for those titles in The You got a bunch of dogs right now operating without contract. They might've mm. thrown those in there and, you know, like, there are other Bullet Club members, and it's not the Bullet Club, but you know there are there were other members of Bullet Club that you could throw in for tag title challenges as well. I know you got Ishimori involved in the the match we're about to talk about. You know, yeah, no,
0: that's true. There are, but it, it does seem like an odd choice. That okay, well, it's not because it's not like it's some awesome rivalry where we just want to see this match over and over again. Like mm-hmm. we didn't even mind necessarily when they wrestled Bishamon again because the other matches were so good. But it's not like we're sitting there itching to see these guys wrestle Chase Owens and uh, Kenta in a best of seven or what You know what I mean?
1: Well, I guess the best way I could put it is at Battle in the Valley, it was Coughlin and Connors. So yeah. at some point during this tour, if they wanted to do Maloney and Kidd in a tag title match for the Strong as well, and they lose, that was certainly an option they could do because they just did the other one at Battle. I was just thinking of that and wondering why they didn't do that if they were going to go back to the well and Ken and chase them three or four times.
0: Uh, Venken has a question here that you might know, Jeremy. Uh, so I need to ask: Is Brian facing Suzuki's partner from the World Tag League this Saturday, or am I wrong? Yuji Nagata.
1: Yeah, Brian Danielson is facing Yuji Nagata, and okay. Chris Charlton explained on X slash Twitter that this is a spiritual response to Zach Saber Jr.'s Tiger Mask match, both setting up their bout with each other on February 11th. So Mm. Zach had a Tiger Mask match. Brian will be facing Eugene Hagan at Collision, and Charlton explained that both of these matches are to set the stage for their opponents facing each other on February 11th.
0: All right. Well, I did see that, uh, once again, Tony Khan flew over Minoru Suzuki to lose on AEW. Th- he must be the most expensive jobber in AEW right now. He, they they bring him in from across the pond all the time, and the fans must be thinking like, oh, I guess he's going to lose this one too. Because really to AEW fans, if you don't follow New Japan, Minoru Suzuki is like this old guy that throws some forearms and then loses. He's the, the old thing man ever on seen. the mountain that
1: comes down to kick some ass. It doesn't win a fight, but he still kicks some ass but does he it's like i don't
0: know i don't understand i didn't watch the
1: match last night i hadn't gotten there yet it's been a week no but, i usually uh... <laughs> fast and i
0: usually fast forward adam copeland so i, I don't but, know but we'll uh see.
1: that that's the deal with the uh the new genie got a match
0: okay well there you go all right back to the show right. uh so before that one if you can tell that we were annoyed by this show you're right so then we had the 10 minute Ring fit match for the KOPW type boy, was this a whack job match? So,
1: you knew what you knew exactly the type of carny crap that was going to be. We said every three minutes of a 10 minute match,
0: (laughs) but this was absolutely bozo as far as the booking goes. Let's talk about this thing. So, as it starts, I'm thinking, okay, this isn't so bad, but there was a rule in this one, and I'm not going to tell you now because they didn't tell us. So, I'm going to take you through this match the same way they took us through it. And oh my Con- God. I forgot how this ended. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Colin said he hasn't seen any of these things. So I, I I'm glad, I mean, I think he knows who won, but I'm, I, I'm just going to take you through this. So Ishimori and Okan three minute periods between the three minute periods for 10 minute match. So there'll be three of those uh, at the three, six and nine minute marks. You do 30 seconds of high intensity training. Okay. It's creative. I haven't seen it before. I'll give him that. Right. And then as it says, Whoever has the belt at the end wins, which I, which, okay, so fine. Ishimori sold for the first three minutes. So you figure it's like whoever has the most falls, you know, or whoever has the last one, because, you know, the scramble is whoever has the last fall when time runs up. Okay, fine. None of those. Listen to this crap. Ishimori sold for the first three minutes of this thing. Just ran, but he did run around a lot and he made Okan chase him. So the whole thing was that Ishimori was trying to blow up great Okan because he's in better shape. After that, they did about 30 seconds of burpees and some other calisthenics. Uh, they did these 30-second periods, always with Ishimori finishing before Okan and showing that he was he can do it easily, whereas Okan struggling. Okan played blown up, but he still controlled a lot of the next period. The next one was push-ups, crunches, and squats. And I'm about to cough, pardon me. The, uh,
1: the push-ups and squats they were generous in the uh in his execution. Ishimori <laughs> had it handled. O'Con, his squawks and stuff. Uh,
0: oh boy. They,
1: they, mm-hmm. the form could be worked on. Uh
0: Ocon played it up like he was gassed. So the last 30 second period. This is the 9 minute mark of a 10 minute match was lunges, mountain climbers and some jumps. Both are now wiped out. But O'Con <laughs> Did his so poorly, he had to redo them. So the whole story of this match is that Okan's just a wet noodle at this point. He's exhausted. And then there's one minute left in the match. Now, there have not been any falls in this match at all at this point. Ishimori snuck the belt into the ring. That's going to be important. And he puts the bone lock on. He tried to hit Okan, whether it didn't work. He gets the bone lock on. Okan powers out of that and hit the eliminator. When he hits the eliminator, he's dog exhausted, falls over, and lands on the belt. On the belt, you say. which counts as having the belt when the 10 minutes are up, and he won the king of pro wrestling title because he passed out on the physical title belt. That's on what happened. He belt, belt did not score a fall, <laughs> there were no falls in the match. He landed on the belt, and therefore, he is the new king of pro wrestling. This was stupid. And this, I... this was this was Shawn Michaels, NXT levels of dipshittery as far as booking. Wow. Goes. And this is awful. And and I, and I so he won the thing. And I like Ocon and I think he can do interesting things with this belt. But for them to do it this way was just asinine. I just haven't beat the buzzer with the eliminator or whatever. And not only that, this wasn't explained well at all to the point that I don't think Walker and Chris Charlton had any idea what was happening.
1: No, I don't think anybody did. Bro, I got up off my couch and the bell rang. I'm like, oh, I guess Ishimori wins this match. I didn't check any spoilers before or anything. And I'm walking in the other room with my headphone on and just grabbing something. And all of a sudden, Walker Stewart has talked about, wait, I guess, I guess O'Connor is the champion now. And I'm like, excuse me, what? And then they they like tepidly explained <laughs> that... Well, apparently because he was actually touching the belt at the 10 minute mark, the belt is now his. And And we all, we're all like, I think every single person who heard that in their ear just kind of stopped and said, what? Yeah. Realized it was the king of pro wrestling titles, Mm. realized it really doesn't matter, realized that it is now in the possession of Great O'Connor, who's been chasing it for the last three years, Yeah, and this is how he wins it. <sighs> Let me tell you how much this does not matter by everything that you saw <laughs> in the preceding 10 minutes. So, None of this see. matters. Stupid as shit. <laughs> and they are telling you without telling you. They're not really caring about King of Pro Wrestling. Going into twenty
0: twenty such a wackadoo thing today. Let's see. The Ben can ask a good question though. Would a bull rope match have been better? No, bull rope matches are usually rotten.
1: That would have been JBL <laughs> and Eddie Guerrero. Oh
0: God. JBL, oh man, one of the single worst people ever to main event in pro wrestling. Uh Flaming Sharks, says, this is one of the funniest finishes I've ever seen. The fact that this was a finish in New Japan of all places, wild. Yeah, this is like again, and I mentioned the Shawn Michaels thing just because, and I and I know he's taking strays as they mentioned right here, but his booking in NXT is is, is I, I know he might not be the guy that's writing it, but he's in charge. His booking of NXT. is
1: ninety WWF, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's it's like that kind of dumb shit where uh, instead last man standing where. The person like lean what was it? The one person leaned on one of the announcers' chairs and it rolled out from under him, and they landed and lost because of that. Just stupid.
1: Like it, I will it, I will say there are times where that stuff is super awesome and they have managed to have a couple moments where it's like, you know what? Through all this crap, this kind of makes it worth it. Kind of like that uh hmm. when Trick Williams won that eliminator challenge thing where he liked okay. the timing, they pulled all that off in like one hmm. minute. Like honestly. For all the stupid shit that they do, the trave that he's getting today, I gotta I gotta throw I gotta, you know, gotta give him a little credit uh, on that one.
0: Shark says this match epitomizes how little of a shit NJW, Pw cares <laughs> about this belt. New Japan would never have done anything remotely similar to this with any other belt. Literally, we're Shark, it.
1: we're all the same way, like my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. The, the Eddie JBL-Eddie Bull Rope match was awesome. I, the, that match will be as good as Eddie allows it to be, but JBL is one of the worst that ever was. If, if we
1: could have gotten anything like that in this King of Pro Wrestling match between Ishimori and Great Okan, which is kind of similar in the athletic department. I There's no way
0: okay to have a that. worse... There's no way to banking. There's no way to have a worse bull rope match than the EC3 one. Mm, that's a good point. It would have been better than that. That's a good point. Is there anything uh, else Colin,
1: noteworthy on this show that we uh, we have? Covered. Let me look
0: at my notes here. The I did want to mention this that O'Khan has since in backstage comments mentioned a couple of things he would like to do with the KOPW belt, which is defended at house shows. He mentioned defended against local guys and have rules that reflect local values like have uh, rules that it means something to the area in which the match is taking place which could be
1: interesting maybe we'll see when i uh, let's through see. these notes real quick i got one question for you yeah go ahead do you think that this show really only hinged on once okada showed up and the audience got to see him in nagoya they didn't well, care then. about anything else
0: not a whole lot else. It was the first show since he made his announcement. So that, that was a big deal there. And let's, and we'll talk about that one. Uh, and and Colin said he'd like to get rid of the uh, KOPW title altogether. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah, I understand. Uh, there was a buzz in the crowd when Okada came out for his match. And it was a, the preview of uh, TMDK and Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, the never open weight six man champs and uh, Togi Makabe. Uh, it and they, it was a big positive reaction to him. It was a very warm reaction. There was a buzz in the crowd when his music hit. And they also understood how to work it, of course. I mean, it's Tanahashi, Ishii, Makabe, and Okada. These guys know what they're doing. So they made the crowd wait about five minutes, a full mm-hmm. five minutes before Okada tagged in. And uh, after a shine sequence for everyone, where everybody kind of gets a move in one by one, uh, Zach tapped out Makabe with a leg lock. And uh, Makabe doesn't tap out very much. So a little... Uh, shine there for Zach. And then Okada even choked up a little bit while leaving, which would become a theme of the week. Uh, Even though his team lost the match, they played his music. He got in the ring and bowed to the Nagoya crowd and it was a little warm uh, moment there with him and the fans there in the show. And there were 2,710 at this one. Uh, It's right in the middle uh, for that building, Dolphins Arena. They uh, drew 2,190 for the New Japan Cup this past year. So 600 more than that but they drew 3500 for the G1 so uh, about 800 less than that right in the middle between the G1 and the new Japan cup
1: yeah, so it looks like we had a couple of house of torture Hauntai tags we had a uh, mm. we had the just five guys and LiJ ever living ever dying feud continuing on yeah into, uh, into its infancy. And then we had uh war dogs and uh united empire just kind of heating up their heating up their feud. The whole deal with this is we're having a lot of showdowns. The only guy in united empire not around to really heat this up is Will Ospreay, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. And, 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 it, and it was a good match, by the way, that eight man tag that Okada was in. Uh, it was fairly good. I mean, it, like they were all being very careful. The other match that did end up mattering, although we didn't know it at the time. Was uh, Show and Yoshinobu Kanamaro wrestling Master Wato and El Desperado? Right. Uh, it, it was all to set up the what were supposed to be special challenge matches at Corican Hall. However, and it, in the end, it was a uh, wrench shot uh, from Show onto Master Wato for the heel victory. That didn't matter as much as uh, in the match. It looks like Master Wato tore his ACL. And
1: so I- we have a we have a uh, sibling show on the Fight Game Media Network called The Boom. And Kevin Ely and, and Jake McDaniel uh, take their time at some options to disparage one Master Watto when they uh, when they see fit. And I was listening to their show on Tuesday morning, as I want to do after they recorded, and they managed to throw in another little dig at Master Watto. It's fine. It's fine. You cannot like Master Watto. But as I'm hearing this, I'm like, uh, I wonder how they're going to feel when they find out know, that he yeah. tore his ACL. And they're like, yeah, it's not good. Like, so yeah. hopefully they'll give a little love to Master Watto because it is always in good fun with these guys. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. But I got to but I, 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 got to inform them because they're not actively watching New Japan. It's just a gimmick to make fun of Watto. And I heard that. I'm like, oh, Wato deserves a little bit more love than that, my friend. Yeah. We're going to give I'm- him the love that he deserves. We love Unfo- here. Obviously.
0: unfortunately he's going to be out most of 2024 now with yeah, uh maybe, get, maybe with he'll this be back
1: for uh probably new year dash next year
0: yeah i mean we'll he might he day. might manage to come back in a little bit late. it's usually about nine months or so and maybe he can get uh, a little bit of uh, re- a few reps in
1: i just uh, wonder what he would do you know like he comes in around there super junior tag league is, he might be able to make it to super junior tag league but if he if he's not it's just like bring him in after, you know, a nice little surprise well, for, well, well,
0: he could have a tour like he did this past year where he was sure. the extra guy in the preview matches and it could just right. get him back up to speed, shake the rust off. It might be uh, a way to do it. And, uh, Bankett mentions uh, ACL injuries are the worst. Yes. Uh, and what we're seeing just a rash of them in pro wrestling lately. And the other thing about it is thankfully, the surgeries that repair them have improved a lot in the last 20 oh, yeah. years, and guys are able to come back and have a strong – men and women, pardon me, I did guys is a general term. I, I shouldn't use a gender-specific one. Wrestlers are uh, able to come back and have strong careers afterwards. It's better than it used to be where if you messed up your ACL, you're probably going to be in a hell of a lot of pain the rest of your, your career.
1: It does seem like the ACL injury is common nowadays, though yeah I wonder why that is
0: that's someone should do a study on that but it's pro wrestling so it doesn't matter right it's one of those things um yeah so all right that was that one and let's move on from Nagoya because it was a little bit of a rough show and uh yeah Venkin mentions that women get them surprisingly more it seems that way Uh, a lot of people are wondering because the NXT women seem to be getting them one after another after another could be a coincidence. Sometimes these things happen in bunches, but a lot of people are wondering what, what a weird the, narrative
1: though. Because Dakota Kai and Charlotte got ACL injuries right in the middle of that too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean Tegan Knox, the, the, the yep. Nikita Lyons, uh, who else? Core Jade over and over again, mm-hmm. and it, it does make you wonder about the training there. If maybe there's a drill they're doing that might be too, putting too much strain on it or something like that. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not in there, so I'm not going to accuse anybody in NXT of doing anything wrong. But it does seem to be an odd coincidence. You
1: mm-hmm. know. They had another event. Want our record to be healthy, you know. Yes, uh, they had another event
0: uh, in Shiga that was not televised. That was all preview tags. That was on the twenty first, and then after that we headed to Corican Hall. Thankfully, Jeremy, everyone was uh, in a better place as we uh, got into this show. Although Watto came out at the beginning of it to apologize to fans that he was hurt and he couldn't wrestle. They also did an angle with Show where he was very carefully attacking uh Watto, which you can tell that injury was very legit as uh Show was very, very careful in attacking the so uh, sad. And when he, uh, he
1: came out and they announced it. I heard all that. I'm like, oh farmer, oh, Watto yeah, just yeah. He, he's solid. Like he's not he's not the, he's not the mainstay. He's not going to be the front and center of the division. But the dude is solid and he's come a long way.
0: And the Despo Watto story was still had some legs to it. Like to see how those guys were going mm-hmm. to interact now that he was the champion, yet he has an ally in Watto, but also a contender and all that. It's un- unfortunately, we're not going to see any of that in 2024. And he's the, the defending champion won't be in super juniors. That's always unfortunate. So, uh Yeah. But we'll go from the top down in this one as well, because it goes right into the thing. We were going to have the special challenge match between Watto and Show. We didn't get that, and we head right to the main event, which is the junior heavyweight title match between Desperado and Kanemaru. So it was all Kanemaru early, as you would imagine. Desperado had a little work to do here to convince the fans he might lose. Kanemaru was almost bullying Desperado here. And it's interesting because, of course, they were in Suzuki-Gun together. They've teamed together quite a bit. There's a lot of history between the two longtime partners. And Desperado's strategy seemed to be about clamping on the Numero Dos, that stretch muffler hold he has. Uh, Desperado did get that. And uh, when he did, it seemed to panic everybody because they brought out House of Torture. And uh, Narita, however, uh, came into the ring, which meant we were going to get Shota. So what we saw here is House of Torture invades, but Hantai answers. Again, similar to what we saw back in Nagoya. So Narita flushes out Umino. Tanahashi and Taguchi also come Tana out to fight Hashi.
1: off. Tanahashi yeah. came out on Desperado's behalf. Like,
0: another numero dose. <laughs> yeah, that was turned there. Was a spot here that I love, by the way. There was another numero dose that was turned into a Kanamaro pinning combination. And mm-hmm. that was a really good looking near fall. It almost mm-hmm. looked like the you know, uh, the baby faces had fought off house of torture at this point, just kind of brawled up the island out. But when he gets numero dos again, Evil and Dick Togo came out, pulled the ref out of the ring. That brings out uh Tama Tonga, and he runs off Dick Togo. Evil tries to give Tama Tonga a low blow, but Tonga catches his arm. Desperado then clocks Evil with a low blow in a really nice spot that got a big pop. That was a lot of fun. They hit a magic killer on him right there, so mm-hmm. Tama Tonga, uh, may have lost the never open way title. But he told was a hell
1: of magic killer, too.
0: Yes, he did. And then uh, he was also going to go out a, a hero here. So Kanemaro tried to do the Suntory surprise, spit the whiskey. Uh, Desperado avoided that. Finally got the numero dose with no House of Torture members left to help him. And that got the tap out. And uh, they transitioned immediately into the next thing because Show, who I'm assuming was going to probably beat Watto underneath, uh, but uh, we don't know. Show attacked desperado afterwards to set himself up as the next challenger. Now that you, now that I mentioned it, that could go it could have gone either way, and Show was just going to slide in for Watto. Yeah, I think Waco this was
1: going to be the natural pivot, is Man. that he was going to beat um, Watto, and then after the match, if he, the whole mm-hmm. deal, this seems like the direction that they were always going to go. Um, here's a couple things that I really liked. That's it. The style of the junior heavyweight match title match has completely shifted from the Hiromu match to a more hard-hitting fast, frenetic still acrobatic but more contact-based wrestling which is a little bit more my speed Okay. and uh the last two minutes of this match from the point that Kanemaru had his like his Centauri whiskey bottle to uh Desperado hitting the Pinche Loco to turning it into, like, a pin attempt. Uh, Desperado then getting out, punching him in the face, and then putting on the Pinche, uh, the pinche Loco. Uh,
0: uh, numero Dos.
1: The Numero Dos, sorry, thank you. Uh, just, just great stuff. Like, speed, brutality, just all the things that you're looking for that, as much as I love Hiromu, and he is hypnotic in the ring. There are times where I just – I I don't see that hard-hitting style uh, from him that I see in Desperado, and I'm here for it.
0: Well, that's one of the great things about the rivalry, right? Like, they're very yeah. different workers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I agree with a lot of that. And so uh, let's get some comments here before we move on. Flaming Shark says, what I saw from two Cork and all shows were solid. County Morrow and Desperado was pretty fun. Yeah, I – Canemaro is a great worker and so is Desperado and they know each other back to front. So it really worked out well. And uh, Venkin says now we can give Despy a very long reign. I hope so. I hope so. I think, I think he has earned that. And I think he has the crowd support here. I, I, I don't think it's just kind of a, a consolation prize or a lifetime achievement. I I really think the crowd's ready for Desperado to, to lead that division. Uh, Shark says Tanahashi was running faster than the speed of light. <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: I, he must've been running so fast. I missed that. But
1: <laughs> I look was, I was just I was so over the yeah. moon to see Tadahashi with the endorsement of uh, Desperado, Cafe,
0: and Shark says, I do like the overarching story of these new beginning shows of everyone trying to stop House of Torture. I do like it too. I think it's nice every once in a while when the baby faces help each other out because there's so many times when they illogically don't, you know, for for people that are supposed to be selfless and uh and uh and generous they they tend to ignore when someone else is being attacked for dramatic purposes uh venkin mentions
1: between the tag if if not the tag title and the main iwgp title i think every other title is up for grabs before the new japan cup
0: yeah and Venkin says he expected the surprise to work on his former partner. Exactly. Hubris, I tell you. Hubris uh, gets the heels every time. So good match. And uh, like I said, it'll it'll also be good if show is allowed to wrestle and they don't overbook it, and they will. But uh, if, when it's in the ring, show's a hell of a good wrestler. And I think you'll have a good match with Desperado when the time comes.
1: All right. So now we got this one would have jumped to that
0: yeah so we had the lij versus just five guys match here uh this was good nothing wrong but there was also nothing new uh we've seen nope. these preview tags to death taichi pin bushi after a super kick uh so yeah i mean I, I, did you have any notes on this other than I, I just feel like we've seen this match 20 times
1: i'm just doing my diligence of running through these cards properly because everyone <laughs> is listening and wants to know when if we skip over a match somebody might get mad
0: all right, before that one, we had Shoto Umino, Tama Tonga, and Togi Makabe. They defeated Evil, Ren Narita, and Yujiro. Oh, no, they, uh that's not true, is it? No, no, no. It was uh, the heels won that one. Wasn't it a push-up bar shot on Makabe? To win I think
1: so. Yeah. Let me double
0: check. Uh, Wrestlingdata.com. Failing me. Uh Let's see. And before that, we had TMDK. This was, again, the the, the preview tag that was supposed to be in yeah, Nagoya. Yeah, got it actually. on
1: Togi. Rend- yeah, rend-
0: yeah, rend- yeah rend- I thought so. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, Fujita, Nichols, Haste, and Saber. They defeated Okada, Ishii, Tanahashi, and Honma. Now, this is where we need to start talking about Okada and Korken, Although, Oh, my God. The big stuff was on uh, the second show. A huge ovation for Okada again when he came out. And because they were setting up uh, the, the Never Open weight tag, the next night, Fujita Okada stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a strong match, really good Fujita rally. They did everything they could to make him look good. And uh, Zach ended up tapping uh, out Honmo with an arm bar. But one of those things where there was a buzz in the crowd and big cheers for Kazuchika Okada when he came out. Now, because he had the match the next night, he didn't do any uh, big post-match you know, bows or speeches.
1: He did one, but though. You, he came out and beeped, he, did, he did a little bit.
0: You could sense that the crowd was really the crowd felt something very important was going on, Mm -hmm. and there were more people up in the crow's nest in the standing room section than there used to be in Corkin Hall. Was packed. They were going to make sure that uh, anyone that could get in there to see Okada, they were going to do their best to uh, send him off. So uh, a lot of good vibes between the crowd and the champ, the former
1: champ. There, everything about this just sometimes when you're watching a match, you can just feel like a low level like hum. When you're watching it, just a just like you're taking it something that, you know, is special. And these last five shows, this one, the next one and the three that he has in February, all have the markings of just tremendously special scenarios. Mm -hmm. And even though Nagoya was like sad and there was like a malaise and bittersweet, Corkin refused to behave that way. They were going to shower him, and they did with praise and attention and chants. The Okada chant that I heard in Korokin, I feel like I have not heard for anybody in a very long time. Mm. Like, just yeah. sustained, uh, just determined, sustained, and passionate. And it was just, like... This is why New Japan app is made the way it is. So you can just go watch this match and just enjoy it and then put it down if that's all you want to watch. This is worth just watching and enjoying
0: it's all hitting home with Okada as well. You can oh. sense that he is a, he's a very emotional guy here in a way that he isn't normally. And I'll tell you what, we're going to get to tomorrow because the emotions on, uh, at that show were, were pretty uh, fierce. Venkin has a question though. Is it fair to say this entire just five guys feud is just filler to get further? Yeah. I don't see Sonata winning that rematch at all. And I think this is just a way to occupy everybody until they move on to other things. But yeah, uh,
1: just five guys. Uh, I just, see storylines yeah. coming out of just five guys not succeeding and L.I.J. and stuff going into the New Japan Cup. But at the same time, would you rather it was Evil in House of Torture right now? Because those are your two options. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's very true. So, you know, we're, the matches are bad. No. The match between just five guys and LIJ aren't bad. They just aren't real fresh. Now, the one thing that they've tried to do to keep things fresh have Uemura and Suji going after each other all the time, and that has added a little bit of spice to it. I have to say that wasn't so bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and we saw more of that here uh, right. on uh, the next day too. Anything Wonderful. else from the? Um, anywhere else from the January twenty third, Corrigan Hall? Yeah, so, I want to
1: talk about the reaction to Kenta. Okay. Did you want did you see the reaction to Kent the the crowd sure. going nuts for him in this in this place?
0: have not seen him in Corkin in months.
1: It was amazing. I was like, what the hell is happening here? like well,
0: it's the thing. How can we miss you if you never go away right? Well, he went away for a few months and now everybody was happy to see him again. I what le- Kent is a funny guy. He's he legitimately funny. And when he did the whole little blushing like he me Are you, you mean? know like when he before he tagged in, <laughs> I I pop for that. I I crack me (laughs) up. I I know his body will no longer let him do the kind of matches that he became famous for doing. Uh, That that Kent is gone, unfortunately, with all the shoulder problems and everything else. But uh, the guy has a ton of personality, and he's funny. I wish he could work like he used to. But uh, the way he interacted with the crowd was enjoyable.
1: He has a place in this New Japan, and that's fine. You know, like, the, the five world champion. Constantly defending around the world, it appears. Uh, there's a nice spot for him here in New Japan. I just thought it was worth noting because, holy crap, that reaction to him just caught me completely off guard. Every so also, often, every so often in New Japan, uh, crowd will just go nuts for somebody. I'll be like, where the hell did that come from?
0: <laughs> My other note is, if you are cherry-picking, and you don't have time, and I understand, mm-hmm. to watch all of these events, one match that you should always, so far go out of your way to see is any preview tag multi-man match between the United empire and the war dogs. These matches are great. Yeah. Like these guys are gelling wonderfully with one another. There's outstanding chemistry. And while these matches aren't long and maybe Canon wise, we're just kind of filling time until they all clash in that cage in Osaka on February 11th. Each one of these has been a really enjoyable wrestling match. And they just seem to meld together beautifully. I'm enjoying every single time these two factions get in the ring against each other.
1: You know what they're doing well, Steven? What's that? They're they're building to a cage match exceptionally well. <laughs>
0: they are. Yeah.
1: For, <laughs> they, for a company that doesn't do it. The and the aggression is rising with each matchup, and they are wanting to tear each other apart. And the crowd is wanting to see them tear each other apart. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of pro wrestling. Editively. We
0: are, and <laughs> it's a company that doesn't do cage matches, and they're nice. building cage matches better than the companies that do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's worth noting. Uh, Flaming Sharks says, if anything, Kenta being more limited as a wrestler compared to back in the day, along with him joining Bullet Club, unlocked another level of charisma. He's a treasure. That's an interesting point, because before he could just go on as being a wrestling machine, and since he can't do that, he's had to let his personality out. turns out the guy's funny as hell. Yep. So uh, I, I like that. Benkin says, I'm really interested in where we go now. It, it's a lot of new frontiers going on here. Uh, Dunstan's here. Good to see you, Dunstan. Uh, I late for the show. I'm glad you're here, though. Just want to say the Fujita is a future star. Yep. Ghetto is teasing Gabe turning on Finlay. We're going to get to that in a second. You're jumping ahead. And Okada's goodbye made me cry. Well, it would, it would take a hard man to not uh, feel emotional after that. And uh flaming shark mentions the United empire and the war dogs are both awesome. And it feels like they have heat. It's great. Yeah. It, it does feel like they genuinely dislike each other and the styles were Hanare in there with the war dogs, with the way Hanare wrestles works perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, and Cobb you know, Cobb wasn't always there this past week, you know, cause he's traveling around and things, but he, he works with them. Callum Newman has come miles mm-hmm. as far as working this style. And he's a little bit bigger than he was when he first got here. And of course, Catch-2-2 two, two is one of the best teams in the world. So,
1: and I'm exceptionally uh, happy that Great Okan is not in this cage match.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I like Okan better than you do. But, I I, did, I, yeah, but
1: yeah. he's not the guy to have in that cage match. Uh, I suppose not. Cobb, Hanare, Catch-2-2, two, two and all.
0: Well, as they say too, there will be blood in that match. That match is—they're going to need it. They're going to need a new mat. There shall that be one.
1: flesh grinded on steel.
0: <laughs> well, they're doing all kinds of stuff that they and, and they got to that on the twenty fourth. So I guess should we just go ahead and go to the twenty fourth then, or is there anything else Absolutely. from the twenty?
1: Let's go to the twenty fourth.
0: We're way ahead of schedule. This is so strange for us.
1: So let me tell you something about this. Back after World Tag League, we talked about whether this match should be on Rexxolking. And I was staunchly against the idea because I did not want their first matchup to be relegated to 10 minutes at the bottom of a Wrestle Kingdom card. I wanted their first match to be a main event banger afterwards at one of the tour shows. And you know what we got here, Stephen? What did we get? We got a main event banger between <laughs> these two in Corican Hall on January 24th.
0: I wouldn't have minded if they were on January 4th just to give it like a little taste taster, like they did Suji and Uemura, but this worked out. This oh, worked out fine. Great. And, and keep, We're going to see about a hundred of these matches in, in big situations over the next few years. But uh, it, this is a very, very, very good sign. Um, oh, John LaRocca has another take here. It's a mistake not having Okan in Japanese fans will be a bit more invested uh, if he was, if he was than a match with all Gaijin.
1: I think it's kind of...
0: I don't know if I agree there.
1: The I thing. understand what the you're thing, saying, but... The I... thing about this is I think this is a play for the dominance of the top Gaijin, uh stable, mm-hmm. and there may be stories coming out with the United Empire afterwards, yeah. be it riddle, be it just kind of a deconstruction, because if osprey is gone, there's yeah. either a vacuum or somebody's like taking the role or mm-hmm. whatnot. But and
0: TJP is clearly angling for it. And he, the story might be that he doesn't get it. You know, there's a lot of things like that. Out and the
1: idea that we're all kind of working with, I assume, is that this is to set up the Bullet Club as the dominant, like, faction moving sure. forward. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Ospreay, you know, his, his whole group takes the loss, you know, and then we move forward with this. That's not necessarily for sure. You know, they're, they could do United Empire and then elongate this whole thing even further. But I just I think I think the goal is to establish one of the factions, the dominant like Gaijin uh, faction, rather than trying to put uh, O'Connor one of the other people in there, where it, it, all of a sudden it's not about that.
0: And I'm not detecting a lack of heat on this. I think the crowd no. is excited about this match, even without O'Connor. The other thing I wanted to mention too, and and you have to temper this a little bit because the final quote-unquote final we'll see as time goes on mm-hmm. okada tanahashi match has been added to that cards but on arena is damn near sold out like there's only right. a few hand. I-, I checked the website uh there and there are only a handful of tickets out there uh left for this one so that building's going to be full now again okada's uh, full last match
1: City, my friend what more than, yeah, they'll windy have more it'll <laughs> yeah, have
0: more people than that but uh windy city riot also just they put more tickets on they go but uh the point is that like, i think the crowd was excited for this one before it is tempered by yeah to say that uh, okada and tanahashi would probably i mean, you could probably put that show at osaka joe hall now the bigger the bigger building and it, it would do well too late to do that but um uh, that's a big this is a big show and I, but I don't detect a lack of enthusiasm for that match, even though there's not a, a native Japanese in it.
1: That I quietly became just a huge show. Do you want to do a live show after that one on the 11th or the 12th?
0: May the 12th. I was going to say it's Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if that's going to work yeah, out. We'll do Well, we're hosting a party here for Super Bowl Sunday. might be a little You don't want to do a
1: show on that day, but we can talk. Nobody wants to talk about New Japan, but we can talk about it on the 12th if you want. 12th
0: we might do. Yeah, that that one might do. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We'll get to these here. Uh, Oh, Venkin mentions that there's no way Osprey would pick TJP over Jeff Cobb. Yeah, storyline wise, that might be a tough sell, but remember that Osprey's not picking. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Flaming Shark says Narita and Umino was great. Best match I watched this morning, besides finally watching the Sherry Mayu match from January 4th. That was a hell of a match. Boy, that was so good. And then uh, Flaming Shark says, I'm sure Tanahashi Okada added to it. Big part of why the people are coming is for the cage match. And of course, right, Z- ZSJ and uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, so that so that's I'm another one. I'm organ. not
1: underselling Okada's last singles match with Tanahashi in Japan for the foreseeable future. That is that is something that will get yeah. people to show up.
0: That's a big show now. Yeah. I mean it was a big, big show big before, show. it's a monster show now. It is so,
1: absolutely big show. Any well, other notes to... about Ren Narita and Shota Umino? I think we got well, a very sure. We haven't <laughs> even talked about the match yet.
0: We haven't even talked about the match yet. Let's get to it. So this one was uh, quite the wild main event right here. It was uh 33 minutes and 45 seconds. Didn't seem like it was that long, but it was. Uh Umino jump started it as he should. I like when guys uh, act out of character when they're pissed. That should be the way. He he should have worked this like he couldn't wait to get his hands on Narita. Of course, he's run in on Narita a whole bunch of times. It made perfect sense. He didn't just sit there and wait for the ring announcements. He's like, just let me tear this guy a new
1: How uh, new up one.
0: The, early on, it was actually a little bit slow paced because they knew they were going long, but it worked. And what I mean by that is, while it was slow paced, there was a lot of trash talk between moves, uh, a lot of periods of selling by Umino, the facial expressions were on point. There was a, I'm going to take my time and torture you aspect to uh, Narita's uh, work. And Umino's selling, and these guys looked angry at each other. To me, it worked. Jeremy, what would you think uh, before we get into the details?
1: Uh, The energy between them felt genuine. I know it's all an act. These guys are all friends with each other and all that, but holy crap. They laid into him, each other hard. Going into it, you felt the energy. When Shota ran through him and threw him into the... uh, the ringside barrier right out the gate and it was Mm. just like he launched into him uh that was one of those moments like oh man they're going a million miles an hour i think there was a a ring rope run where ren threw shoda into the rope and then tried to do a kick but shoda ran past him and ren tried to do a clothesline but Shota was so fast on the return that Red barely had time to turn around and just take the uh, lariat, I think, that Shota had on him. And it was just, they were going so fast to point to this. And the intensity was so good.
0: It's a way that you can you only hit guys you like that hard in wrestling, right? Right. If, if if you actually don't like the other person you're in the ring with, you can be professional, but that level of trust isn't there. Like a lot of the stiffest matches are between guys that kind of like each other and they can trust each other. Like you know, let's 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 lay these in. It'll be fun.
1: I don't they think I've ever seen a spot where, and maybe somebody can probably tell me if they've seen it before. But in Cork Hall. When showed up at the table oh, over the steps.
0: Oh, I know. Let's get to that. Let's not jump to, it. was a lot <laughs> of fun. So at the 15-minute mark, Omino got pissed off and just began walking through Narita's forearms. And uh then he started rallying almost the way Ishii does it, where he just says not selling anymore. Screw this. Uh they fought their way into the orange seats. This is setting up just so much fun. Uh it's something I actually had never seen. And I, I was thinking about this. I have probably watched more matches from Corican Hall than any other single building in all of wrestling, like the studio in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Memphis, Madison square garden. Those are the ones I've probably seen the most matches. In addition, like Notre Dame getting up there for me, man. (laughs) I I think I probably over the years, since I was a tape trader and all, I probably watched more matches than from and hall than any other building. Never seen what they were about to do. Uh, He carried a table to the, into the orange seats, which again, I don't see very often and then hit Narita with it uh someone's gonna probably tell me where they've done it before but i don't know then he took that table and set it up as a bridge between the handrail not the handrails but the uh the the uh the steps the the, the concrete the,
1: barrier the concrete that, that yeah hold the that that stabilized the stairs guess, yeah the rest of the
0: and then so he sets that up as a bridge then he power bombed narita <laughs> through that table and then ren took it a step further by tumbling down the concrete steps all the way to the lobby. Just a great spot. They
1: have this spot where the camera's at the bottom and Reg just laying there. Mm. And you just see his elbow start to dribble blood <laughs> yeah. from the impact of rolling down the stairs. And then Shota just casually just walks out. like, yeah. no, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no.
0: I'm not done beating your ass. And uh, just cool spot chance for Umino going all through the, uh, the arena. Uh, Later on, uh, they fought their way back and there was another table and Ren gave him the overhead suplex, the overhead belly to belly through the table on the outside. That was about at the 25 minute mark. Uh, More big moves after that. Uh, They just start hitting each other with big stuff. And also uh, Ren was working toward getting sleepers on Umino. Uh, Dick Togo came out, of course, some house torture, right? Red Shoes was bumped, of course, house torture. Uh, Beatdown came on Umino, including the big uh, Dick Togo crotch chop. And then at 30 minutes, the lights go out. Mm. And uh, when the lights come back up, Tamatanga has appeared back in the ring. Uh, he runs the off to of the ball. house. <laughs> Desperado comes back out. And then uh, Tamatanga hits a gun stun on evil. Desperado hits a pinche loco on show. Omino and Narita trade near falls and they try to get sleepers. And then Omino finally has had enough i've stands all i can stands and i can't stands no more umino hits a spinning death rider for two blaze blade and then a death rider for a decisive victory here and uh, so for now for now Shota umino has vanquished ren narita and has gotten the big victory won a Korokan hall main event the crowd was going crazy for this they loved it and then afterwards on the microphone tamatanga said his goodbyes because it's the end of his run in new japan and his last words to show to Amino is, go get that never open weight title back. And Amino says, yes, sir. So there you have it. Uh, after this, he has run through Ren Narita, the number two guy in House of Torture, and now he's ready to go after number one. So the feud going forward for evil is trying to keep that never open weight title away from uh, a, a, really, uh, a really good show to Amino, who has a lot of goodwill and momentum right now. Yep. This was terrific
1: got to get me a shirt that says Shoto Amino and the heroes of (laughs) Hontai.
0: Let's get to some comments though. Uh, Anything else you want to mention on this before we get to comments?
1: I, I have to say that this was a very important match for these two. Yeah. And a very important match for new Japan. As much as Okada leaving is really important for new Japan. The fact that these guys can have this level of match at this stage of their career makes me feel like putting my confidence in them and Yuya and Desperado and Yoda and Hiromu is not a bad decision at all. This yeah. was fantastic, and it just made me even more confident that uh, the future is going to be fine.
0: And then we had uh, Flemmy Shark says, I really like Umino's facials. He's got a disappointed face that reminds me of his dad. It was mm-hmm. pretty great that this match had time to breathe and hit high gear when it was ready. And uh, oh, yeah, this uh, Chargol said Ren had to do the Mayu tumble and uh, too bad we didn't have more stairs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then Dunstan says going after the Never Belt is a smart move for Shota, not only to rejuvenate the title, but also elevate Shota if he has an exciting long reign. Duncan mentions everyone is sick of House of Interference, uh, Torch, uh, House, of, House of Interference, House of Torture Interference. They should be the House of Interference. Well, that's the storyline now is that everybody is fed up with it. And, of course, as uh, Shark says, that implies that people weren't sick of it already. And Venkin mentions it was a dead rider. Yep, you're right. It was. There was. One of those was a dead rider in there. Uh, that is true. And then uh, Shark says Evil Shota and Desperado Show are nice additions to the February 3rd Sapporo card, along with Riddle and Tanahashi. It looks like a pretty good card. Yeah, well, it's I hope it will be. And, uh, yeah, so we had that, and that was a really strong ending. And that wasn't even the most uh, emotional thing in the in the show because we had uh, some other stuff here. The never open weight six-man title match. So this is the one where it uh, has been moved forward. This was originally going to be in Osaka. Uh, moved it up to uh, be Okada's last match at Korokan Hall as a New Japan wrestler contracted wrestler. Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi, the three Hall of Famers against TMDK, Fujita, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste. It went 22 minutes and 15 seconds. It was fantastic. Big ovation for Okada again. Chance for him right off the bat. Loud, unanimous, Okada, Okada during the whole introductions, and you could see that it was having its effect on him. Uh, but the crowd was into this entire match, Jeremy. We got some Fujita chance when Ishii had him in a Boston Crab. This match, Nichols and Haste are made men. We know TMDK is great. This match was all about shining up Kosei Fujita. Right. Even though it was Okada's last match, and he did get the final say in it, and we'll talk about that. But Fujita was made to look like a superstar here. They really loved it. And and the crowd was into it, and you could tell that everybody was having a good time with it uh fujita actually reversed the tanahashi dragon screw into one of his own
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it was all about the vets making him look good uh there was a there were ishii chants as well after he kicked out of a tank buster uh i love tmdk's power bomb into a superplex spot they hit that on ishii that's one of my favorite things in wrestling now in the end it came down to okada and fujita we had a little bit of the okada get off my lawn okada uh here uh, Fujita actually collapsed while running the ropes and Okada had a little bit of a smirk, like, yeah, yeah, I see what you got. But then Fujita mounted a comeback. And after that, we really got fun. The crowd was hot when Fujita got the advantage. And instead of pie facing him, you know, where you put your hand on the guy and just shove mm-hmm. his head back, he was pie footing Okada uh, when Okada was on the mat. And Okada just had this look like, you little punk son of a run for run. You know, it was great. And Fujita hit the German with a bridge for two. He ducked a Rainmaker, but then ran into the Okada dropkick. Okada hit two short-arm clothesline, but Fujita ducked the Rainmaker and got an Okada roll with the deep bridge for a very scary (laughs) two-count at the 20-minute mark that had some people in the crowd thinking, oh, they are going to put the kid over. Not quite. Uh, Afterwards, though, beginning of the end, Fujita ended up in the ring, left with all three opponents. He took a sling blade from uh, Tanahashi. He took the sliding lariat from Ishii. After that, he was pretty much dead meat. It ended with Okada's greatest hits. He hit the dropkick. He hit the flying elbow. Mm -hmm. He hit the Rainmaker pose, and then he just gave him the straight-up Rainmaker for three. Great match. Even though he did the job, this helps Kosei Fujita a ton. It was was fun. It was well-worked. It was emotional. We'll get to the post-match after this. In the end, though, Jeremy, do you agree with me that this is the best loss of Fujita's career? It's only going to help him. Oh,
1: come on, yes! (laughs) Absolutely! I mean, okay. Let me ask you this: After Okada announced that he was leaving, did it ever change? Did you ever think that TMDK might win this match?
0: No, uh, not really. As I just thought that they aren't going to have Fujita go over these three guys in this situation here, and I kind of suspected exactly what was going to happen—that the match was all going to be about Fujita getting close but losing with valor and that that would be the story. Uh, and I thought that if there was ever a belt and a situation in which vacating the title was a was a better option than putting someone else over, mm-hmm. it's this one. This See, group of Hall of Famers have brought so much to that championship. And it's fitting for them to relinquish this. These are three of the best that's ever been in New Japan. They teamed together for a long time, brought the level up, and now I think those, even though they vacated them, I think whoever ends Did up with these they vacate them, or
1: just Okada?
0: Them. Oh, I mean, everyone was, I mean, remember, there was an intriguing story that could Ishii even team with Tanahashi, sure, and then they wanted to work together. but are to they
1: still, like, are they going to find a third, or are they just drop the belts?
0: Oh, they. I, I well, that's a good question. We don't know that going forward, but either way, whatever way they decide to move forward. Like, who do you to replace forward,
1: to Okada with? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, it's it scraps, and I don't mean that to diminish the person doing it, that's that's a little disrespectful to them, but it's like you put them in a losing scenario. So I'm just curious about that. The only other reason I didn't think Fujita that this team was going to win was they just had Zat Sabre Jr., Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols face them as well. And yeah. if this team beat them and Zach Sabre didn't, that doesn't look good for just chrono- chronology and you'd have to pull that thread, TMDK, because Fujita yeah. is still a young boy, right? Like he's still on excursion.
0: Kind of, sort of. but Ish. Yeah. I, yeah. And uh, Dunstan says this match was awesome. Yeah, I did. And then they, they did sell a lot for... Ven- Venkin mentions they sold a lot for Fujita right there. And uh, yeah, the Okada dropkick. He kind of got Okada with one of those too. And Dunstan says Fujita is so young. Yeah, he's 22. All he needs is at least an excursion to find his unique style and character, and he will rival Hiromu, we think. So that's pretty high praise. Uh, and Colin mentions it was just Okada. No, they haven't really said what Tanahashi and Ishii are going to do if they are going to try to find a third or if Okada vacating the title means the whole team does. That they haven't really said a whole lot about yet. I guess we'll find out going forward. Uh, So, yeah. What do you think, Jeremy? What do you want to do? To put a cap on it, I would just say,
1: this match is not going to win any awards anywhere. But it was a fantastic match. It was super special. And I encourage everyone... Yeah who's ever watched any match in Okada's career to go ahead and watch this match and the post show that we're going to talk about because there was just, it was one of those things that once you watch it, it's much like the Jay Briscoe thing on dynamite. It was just a special time to be a wrestling fan. And if you love wrestling, make a point to watch the January 24th, never open weight trios match on new Japan world. Because it was great. All right. Take it from there.
0: Okada got on the microphone afterwards and said, uh, I don't want to cry. I've cried enough. And then absolutely sobbed. Broke down and could not do it. Uh, Choked up. I started uh, crying. i was a 43-year-old
1: man. And I felt for this dude. Like, this is just like, we've all felt every bump that he's taken, man. That's
0: when he announced that he was vacating the championship and what what else was he going to do? (laughs) Uh, But uh, at that point, he thanked Ishii. He thanked Tanahashi. He thanked the crowd of Korkin for their support. Uh, He was crying. Uh, Dozens of people in the crowd were crying. They were chanting his uh, name.
1: They
0: (laughs) they went back to post-match comments. The post-match comments, Tanahashi talked for a little bit, full of respect for Okada. Tomohiro Ishii choked up and had to turn away from the camera 100 percent genuine oh. uh, could not continue his post-match comments because he was so choked up and i love that he said i learned a lot from okada both in and out of the ring which i thought was a very interesting thing mm-hmm. for ishii to say that i think he may have picked up on some of the ways okada interacts with people uh, which is almost universally praised Right. And uh, just not only the work, of course, in the ring, because Ishii doesn't take a backseat to anyone, neither does Tanahashi. But I thought it was fascinating that he said I learned a lot from him, even though Okada's a good bit younger than him. It's uh, These guys do travel together. The factions travel together, and they're together a lot. And you can tell what this how much he means not only to the company but to the people who consider him friends it's right. it's, it's a, some real deep stuff a real
1: impact that this man had on new japan Pro wrestling not only as a leader in the locker room but as a leader of the company
0: mm-hmm. uh and then uh yeah so we don't know what's happening with the rest of the titles there vacant says uh uh and before they replace okada with naito it probably won't work but it would be cool to see that would be very interesting uh or suzuki if possible who knows we'll see uh and then, yeah, Venkin says Okada has some of the weirdest outside-the-ring clips I've ever seen. He kind of jumps in on things, doesn't he? He, he does, yeah. uh, does kind of jump in on things.
1: All right, before we move on, uh, if you like our content, fightgamemedia.com, please click the like, subscribe, share aggregate everything that you see fit with our show. We really appreciate it. We t- we pay attention to the comments and both the clips that we air. Apparently we're popular on Spotify, so like us on Spotify and, and uh share that link and we'll try and be more uh more uh on top of it there. And what else? What do you got, Steven? We're coming for
0: you, Joe Rogan. I'm going to be the most popular guy on Spotify from Austin.
1: Okay. we all have goals y'all have goals (laughs) i want the 100 million dollar
0: deal is what i want and
1: i will be the guy sitting across from you if you do your joe rogan rants apparently i love i Uh, i
0: i I, I get a kick out of joe don't worry we are
1: nearing three thousand subscribers on the youtube channel if you can help us get to that point eternally grateful we also have our own dedicated, speaking of strong style audio feed that you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and most pod catchers. Thanks to Stephen for curating that. And uh, let's get back to our show. All
0: right. Just want to say, by the way, I was just joking about Joe Rogan thing. I, I, Joe has opened up a comedy club here in downtown Austin that's really taken off. Uh, it's been good I, you scene. can protect
1: Joe all you want. I've been one either way. <laughs>
0: There we go. I mean, you know, some of the other stuff's a little weird, but you know, we'll, we'll, overall, you know, uh, we'll move on. Just five guys and Lij. So they had a couple of these matches and a couple more previews. This was
1: an interesting one. Uh, Hiromu, Hiromu, by the time it ended, but I was all into it.
0: <laughs> Hiromu was going to figure out a way to get a little attention out of this. He's been in the background a little too long. So they did this match Doki and Sonata against Hiromu and Naito. It only goes nine minutes and 18 seconds, but the Doki. Hiromu stuff was really good, of course, and Doki ended up winning it. And what he did was he kicked out of a dynamite plunger. He then rolled up Hiromu deep. I mean, it's like a really complicated cradle with the arms, and he had one of the legs and all this stuff. And he not only pinned Hiromu Takahashi, but he held on to that pinning combination for like 10 seconds. It lasted for, until Naito went and kicked Doki to get him out of it. Huh. <laughs> Afterwards, Naito throws what could only be described as a temper tantrum
1: a meltdown.
0: (laughs) He He threw an absolute tantrum, stomped out, did his entire post-match stuff, the backstage comments, laying on what is an incredibly dirty linoleum floor at uh, Corican Hall. Uh, Let's hope he has his tetanus shots and uh, just uh, freaked out. What can you say? Lost his uh, shite. And uh, so what that did, uh, Jeremy, added a little bit of steam to their one-on-one match when they have this thing in Sapporo where it's LIJ and just five guys and that, Five on, the on 24th five series. Of, uh,
1: February, a month from now. This is yeah. setting up a month of Hiromu being apoplectic, losing to Doki. <laughs> Do you know where this is going. The fact that Doki and Takuma Shinoku both managed to get pins against their respective opponents going towards Lij, yeah. and a month from now doesn't make it any less fun. I'm glad Doki is getting some shine. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a Hiromu story, and Doki is just a a, a cog in in hiromu's story, it seems like if we're going through this. It was Easy. a fun story development. I thought it was pretty creative. Uh my boy Doki is getting a little bit of love.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Doki too, of course. And Dunstan mentions at least they're adding layers to it. Yeah, that that, that it needed a little bit of something because we're all it's getting a little long in the tooth, but we'll it's bet. coming to an end. We'll soon. And then before that, we also had Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Yoda Suji against uh, the rest of just five guys, Taichi, Taka, and Yuya Uemura. Uh, Ten minutes and two seconds. It was good again. Uh, The one-on-one match series is a nice shakeup, so I am looking forward to that. And all these guys are talented. I'm just a little worn out on the preview tags. and But uh, Taka, and this, this one had an awkward finish because I think Taka got lost a little bit. First of all, he kicked out of the pumping bomber, which I don't think Taka Michinoku was supposed to do. And uh, Shingo looked a little surprised as well, for that matter. He then power bombed him, which is not one of Shingo's finishes, and <laughs> pinned him with it. So I think something got a little bit lost there. And then Uemura and Yoda Suji continued to brawl for a couple of minutes after this one was over to try to put a little bit of steam on on their uh, one-on-one as well. And so, uh, A for effort.
1: Yeah, honestly, this is just more of the same. It's not not lighting the world on fire, even though Yoda and Yuya, when they get in the ring with each other, kind of have that little extra spark that uh, you're hoping every feud has. So that's a good part of it. But, yeah, this is just, just setting up a month from now, man. <laughs> just, Chug, chug, chug it along. I don't I mean, know if we really want to have LIJ versus House of Torture after we've had just five guys versus LIJ and just five guys versus House of Torture. But it feels like it's the natural next step, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> Shark says no one can have a temper tantrum like 2019 Zach Sabre Jr. G1. Those are legendary. Those are new legendary. That's
1: fair. Dunstan's following that one up.
0: Dun- oh, he's the king of the tantrum. Yeah, you're right. Dunstan is on uh, on board with that one. All right, so before that one, we had the the War Dogs against the United Empire. This one only went six minutes and 15 seconds, but again, all action, really good again. Uh, Connor's one hitting the no chaser on Callum Newman. Uh, post-match beatdown on United Empire. They threatened uh, Akira with the fork. Maloney was going to stab him in the forehead with the fork. So all just this stuff, trying to build a little heat for that cage match on February 11th.
1: More of the fame. Hot, hot, but nothing... Nothing like amazing that we have to be like, oh, you have to check it out for this. If you're enjoying what is going on with these two two factions, more of the same. Go wild.
0: I'm going to run through the other three matches on this card real quick. Uh, There's not a whole lot to say about them. Uh, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori defeated Hikaleo, Jado, and Taguchi. Taguchi was filling in for uh, El Fantasmo, who was out sick. Uh, Ishimori reversed the crossface uh, to get a win on Jado there. In a singles match that went 6 minutes and 30 seconds, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, defeated Tiger Mask. Again, this was <clears throat> because Zack was freed up because they moved the title match to this night, so they weren't doing a preview tag like they mm-hmm. were originally going to. Uh, so uh, Zack got a singles win over Tiger Mask in uh, just a good technical match between two guys that know what they're doing. Yeah, like uh, we were co-
1: saying earlier, this is supposed to be a heater for the uh, February 11th matchup with uh, Daniel Cook.
0: And then in the pre-show tag, I thought this was fun. Uh, Bolton Noleg and Shomakato defeated Katsuya Murashima and Toru Yano. Just shows you that uh, Bolton Oleg is not your average young lion. He's uh, getting these wins. And he debuted a finishing move that I don't think I've seen him do before to, for a finish. Picked uh, Murashima up in a fireman's carry and then did that forward roll. Uh, kind of like the beginning of Kenny Omega and the you can't escape thing where he gets him up. How many times did he,
1: uh, wrench him back and forth with the gut wrench?
0: I did not count this time. I will. But that
1: was a lot. Like he was lot. he would not look like it was bothering him at all. Well, do you
0: see the guy's quads, his legs are insane. I mean, This is one of the best amateur wrestlers on earth. And of course, you know, you have to have that base and things, but I can't fathom what that man squats. You know, on a so squat if you rock.
1: haven't seen it, what happened is, is that, uh, Bolton grabbed Murashima for a gut wrench suplex, but instead of the suplex part, he just gut wrenched him side to side of his own body without moving at all, just back and forth, back and forth a number of times, and then he just casually tossed it. If I told this... you this reminded you of Dave Batista, I would not be lying.
0: Would this, uh, do you think that's some sort of a drill that guys do in Greco Roman or amateur wrestling where they've got like a heavy bag? Or Probably. something, and they should have shipped it back and forth like
1: that. Yeah, it definitely <clears throat> felt like something that he has practiced and rep many, many times.
0: Dunstan Williams says it feels like March is the official reset of the company. I think that we're going to start seeing a lot of changes around uh, the Cup. Uh, I mm-hmm. think they're going to get through this new beginning thing because uh, they, they were thrown curveballs in January with Okada and Tama Tonga, who they did not expect to leave, announcing they were leaving. Both those guys heavily involved in title pictures, so I think – the rest of New Beginning is just to kind of get them, get everybody organized a little bit where they need to go. I agree totally that I think March, once we get past Fantastica Mania, which is when the, the Lucha guys come in, and then we get to the Cup, that's when we're going to start seeing whatever directions they have decided upon. Because I do think that uh, there were quite a few surprises yes. in uh, that New Japan did not see coming, or at least – I mean, Okada, we knew that he was being talked to, but I honestly think that New Japan thought they had him. That they were, yeah, or at him.
1: least that they had a little bit more time.
0: And we know Tomatonga was a surprise. They did not know Tonga was going to make the decision he made. Understand why he's making it. Guy wants to be with his family. Who's going to argue with that? But sure. they didn't expect it to come when it did. So, uh, a little bit of a change. And, and, and keep in mind, Tomatonga has either been part of the tag team picture or the never open weight title picture for years and years. So, again, yeah. that's a guy that he's got that 14 they years
1: he's spent in New Japan.
0: Yeah, and Venkin said those are directions that need to change. Well, now's the time. So I Can think you believe that 14
1: on. years when somebody said that, that was 2010.
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous,
1: isn't it? It <laughs> was uh, not the ox, my friend. Uh, we yeah. have a couple matches that were announced for next week, and we have not talked about the matches ourselves for the yeah. end of February. You want to run through those real quick?
0: Yeah, let's go through some of these. So well, let's go with what's coming up next here. So the next time we get on to uh, uh, njpw world there are some shows going uh that aren't going to be televised uh and there's some of the end of january that are part of the mayajima boat race in hiroshima it's called strong splash and uh this Speaking is a of whole strong f- splash <laughs> this is a whole sp- <laughs> a whole festival that goes I on on that <laughs> around this speedboat right? me. Uh, around the speedboat race and apparently uh two days in a row they're having three well, multi man uh, tag matches is a bit of an exhibition as part of this uh, boat race in Miyajima. I had to google that to find out what it was. Apparently this is a pretty big event in Hiroshima. They're on the water this uh, speed boat race and so they're going to be part of that uh, festival there. You can watch three tag matches a day on the 27th and 28th in uh, one of the convention halls there.
1: Arriving tide with whole Ship, my friend. Oh
0: wow. You 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 were ready for these. Uh, oh, I got to yeah. say. Do it. Then there are some house shows. There's one on February 1st in Nagano, the Saitama on February 3rd. And then uh, the next time we're back on New Japan World, it'll be on Sunday, February 4th at Corrigan Hall. We have some matches here. Uh, singles matches, pinning the United Empire against the War Dogs. We'll see Hanare versus Gabe Kidd. That will be the Knocker. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Alex Coughlin. Uh, interesting. Uh, I wonder if Coughlin's going to throw around Cobb a little bit. He's a pretty strong dude. Callum Newman and Finlay. And then we will also have the junior heavyweight tag team titles, Catch-2-2 against Maloney and Connors. And uh, again, TJP has been hinting that maybe he'd like to step up in United Empire. He's also hinted that he is going to move up to heavyweight. Uh, Francesco Akira even uh, kind of confronted him a little bit in backstage comments about, hey, what about Catch-2-2? So uh, this could be a way to get the belts back on uh, the War Dogs. And if they have other plans for TJP, uh, we'll have to see. It'll give us a hint as to what they have in mind going forward.
1: I'm definitely curious, but uh, yeah. I feel like the winners of this are not going to be the winners of the cage match. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. And we'll see uh, how that turns out. There was a note about the fifth when they got to the Nets match. Uh, hold on a sec. The uh just five guys in LIJ are having right. a match on the fourth. But can you explain to me about their match on the fifth?
0: Well, it is a faction warfare gauntlet match. So just five guys against LIJ. From what I kind of picked up from Taiichi, see if you got the same impression. We're going to start one-on-one. Whoever wins or gets a fall or eliminates the other, I don't know if over the top is going to count. Then <clears throat> the next guy from the eliminated faction comes in. And it goes until they have
1: a match. Yeah. And so like one guy like Sonata could potentially wrestle three guys and then lose on the third. And then like the other team, the other side can run through, but they'll eventually get down to the final guy on either side kind of thing. And then, you know, have a winner. So.
0: I apologize for coughing, by the way. Cedar fever is a real thing here in Texas. All the cedar trees are pollinating like hell. I and don't even know what
1: like, that is, but it sounds awful. Anyway, it sounds it's, it's, like you're going through your own gauntlet match. No, it's with, it's uh, allergies. Cedar.
0: It's, cedar, <laughs> it's cedar wood. We have all kinds of cedar trees, and this is their time of year to pollinate. And everybody is so just
1: the kind of first, drowning. I uh, think it's the first to get all five eliminations, basically. So yeah. they'll, they'll run through. It's, uh, it's not like a war game or anything like that. It's next man up when you get pinned. And they'll probably mm-hmm. navigate it to the last guy and the last guy.
0: Oh, yeah. So we'll see. That's coming up on the 5th. The only other thing on the 5th, uh, let's see. No, that's about the, the main thing there. The rest is tags. Then we have more house shows. They're going back to Saitama, Fukushima, and Ibaraki. And then we go on to New Beginning in Osaka and uh, into an old, almost sold-out Edianna Arena on February 11th. This is the one we're probably going to do a live show on February 12th. Super yeah. Bowl Sunday here. We'll avoid that. But that one has a uh, headline by... The steel cage match between United Empire and the War Dogs. Also, Okada versus Tanahashi uh, for the last, the quote unquote last time. We'll see. Zach Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson. And the IWGP tag team match between Chase Owens and Kenta challenging Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Hopefully, uh, they can pick things up a little bit from that match we just had. That's followed up by Fantastica Mania for a week between February 12th and the 19th. A lot of that one is going to be on NJPW World.
1: I have not unpacked that yet, so I can't talk about it. But next week, we'll talk all about fantastic.
0: <laughs> February 23rd and 24th is, of course, the Friday and Saturday in Sapporo. The big part about that, it'll be Kazushka Okada's farewell. And we have some other matches that we didn't have last week. On the 23rd, we will have the Never open way title match between Evil and Shota Umino. We'll also have El Desperado versus Show in what's called a special challenge match, not necessarily a junior heavyweight title match. We'll see if there are other angles be- between now and then. Yeah,
1: he, have, he have, Desperado said he is not putting his title on the line again.
0: That's right. He said no. You, you know, we'll see if Show does something to piss him off enough to do so. Uh, TV title match, Tanahashi defending against Matt Riddle, and then the global title of Nick Nemeth and David Finlay on the 23rd. The next day on the 24th, the singles match series with lij versus just five guys and that'll include the naito sonata iwgp world heavyweight title match and uh that's the main thing there and then of course kazushiko Okada's final new japan match those matches not yet announced
1: i thought we might get one more never open weight title match uh or never six-man title match out of those guys look so really interesting that uh his last two matches what would you do singles match or tag match Oh,
0: man, you know, I wonder if the last one isn't going to be like some sort of thing like they did for uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, where it's chaos as a group together against. Oh, somebody, yeah. Uh, where everybody's kind of wearing Okada shirts or something like that. And that way, all of chaos is there to kind of hug him and send him off and do the speech. Yeah, they could do it again. kind of leaning MDK that
1: right. easily. Right.
0: And so I'm, I'm leaning toward that being the case. Uh, I was wondering where he was there, your dog. Uh, But uh, here's a question from Colin that I like a lot, and I want to get to this while we're here. I know guys like Okada and Osprey uh, will possibly come back for the big shows. I mean, if they're in AEW, we're assuming they they might come back once in a while. Do you think Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa will? And uh, again, that all depends on who they sign with. If he signs with uh, the Fed, if he signs with uh, Triple H and WWE, nope. But uh, if he's in AEW or even TNA or MLW, I, I could see him coming back sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, perhaps. Yeah. I, it New depends.
1: Japan shows like Windy City, like down the line, I think he'd be a, yeah. a great strong person shows. to come into a match. Yeah,
0: Some strong shows in the U.S. It all depends a little bit on how much Tama Tonga pissed him off by giving him short notice on sure. him leaving too. There could be a little of that. Uh, so yeah, and uh, Dunstan says that tag title matches filler kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Hikaleo and ELP win that one and just kind of move on to other things, but we'll see how it turns out. Well, uh, uh, speaking
1: of Windy City, they got a couple of uh additions to that,
0: yeah. Um, so we'll see Nick Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler at the Windy City Riot, and Minoru Suzuki, Murder Grandpa, uh, at the Wind Trust Arena. They what released what another 1,000 seats this past week, and about they were 4, they vanished, go to vanished seven in an pounds. hour banished. They ought to just open up the whole damn building. Just they really stop should,
1: but I think they their strategy is to announce another match and release more tickets uh, so that there is a coordinated idea that, oh, tickets went on sale, they just announced another match. They keep announcing things and saying like, oh, hey, Suzuki and Nick Nemeth here, and tickets are now on sale. So I think, like, hey, it's better than not advertising anything and watching oh. tickets not sell. So, what? like, it is an improvement. But it's it, an, if not perfect.
0: It's an improvement, but they need to just open
1: up the whole building.
0: I think they will be pleasantly surprised when they do. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, so, Shota's got the evil title match while he got attacked by Jack Perry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that could oh, be that could be.
1: Oh, that would be great. There you Jack know. Perry and Shota for the never-open-weight title, if that was the direction, that would be a lot of fun.
0: And McCollin mentions Copeland beating Suzuki last night was BS. Look, he's he's a, he's the most expensive, he's a he's a long fly-in jobber uh for for AEW. That's the way Tony does it. He does the same thing with Ishii. That's why you know I'm you know I'm not the biggest fan of that stuff. I don't usually watch it. And, I got uh,
1: one last hypothetical for you before we call it a day. All right. They have sold forty, six hundred tickets. Whew. The Fantastic. only two matches that have been announced are Hiromu Takahashi and Mustafa Ali and John Moxley for Tetsuya Naito. From everything that you've seen, going to shows, watching these shows, how they've advertised things, do you think that most of the credit should go to Moxley and Naito, or do you think that all four wrestlers deserve some bit of credit for the uh, the movement of ticket sales up to this point, or would you leave it primarily to the main event?
0: More the main event than Ali and Hiromu, but Ali and Hiromu were doing their part. One, uh, Mustafa Ali is a Chicago guy. Doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiromu is a draw. There's no question about that. Uh, they, I mean, they, they did well, at the 2300 arena when, and when Hiromu was by far the biggest star there. This is a bigger crowd. Moxley... And Naito is a match that feels fresh and people want to see it. I think it's also a testament to how Chicago, one of my favorite cities in the world, is uh, and and where I kind of was. uh, I grew up near there, not in it, but near there. uh, It might be the best wrestling city on the face of the earth. That's not Tokyo right now. I mean, they just will show up and they'll show up with enthusiasm. So I think that's a bit of a testament. It's in the right city. It's got an exciting main event that feels fresh uh moxley in new japan is very special the the new japan moxley is very special not that the AEW one isn't but there's he has an aura in new japan that's really special and you got hiromu and with the other people announced and other things that have been hinted at for this show i think people are very excited about it, it does feel like a really big show and i'm, I'm thrilled they're getting this kind of crowd I hope they've taken the lesson from it, which is announce the damned matches for God's sake.
1: I hope uh, they mic and film it right. <laughs> like there, there's yeah. going to be a lot of attention on this card and oh, on this show. Sure. It can't yeah. look like a strong show. Well, it can. Oh God! But yeah. I would. Yeah. I it just it just needs to look better.
0: Well, you're right about that, and they, and it needs to be mic'd better. Chicago's yeah. loud. Let's hear it for the love of God. Mic the crowd better. Bankin says Stardom is selling pretty well for the U.S. show. I heard. Hope so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, Perry versus Shota for the uh, uh, Never title would also be good, Dunstan says. Yeah, that
1: is quite the thread pull on that one. That was a great call.
0: Yeah, that could be a way to do that. It could be a lot of fun. We also saw uh, Satoshi Kojima go to MLW and beat Sammy Callahan. uh, Thank you for taking
1: the bullet and watching that one, Steven.
0: (laughs) I did watch it. It's on NJPW World. Wanted to mention one other thing uh, there Uh, NJPW World is starting to build those archives again. It's not. Mm -hmm all the way there but if you notice they've added a lot of uh historical stuff including uh past new beginning tours and also what before it was called the new beginning it was called the new year's golden series there's stuff going all the way back to the 80s that has guys like hulk hogan jesse ventura and tiger mask and dynamite kid and stuff like that so we're starting to see it shouldn't have taken this long i you know i'm not you know i'm not trying to advocate that the njpw world thing has been great but uh you're starting to see those archives like they promised come in finally, and there's some good stuff on there. So go ahead and explore, take a look around.
1: Well, as we leave this weekend, Stephen, and we have more shows, let me just tell you that I am eternally thankful in light of everything that has happened here on this Thursday, January 25th, 2024. That the biggest problem of our wrestling promotion is that its top star is leaving for greener pastures. Yeah, what yeah. a bullet dodge today, my friend. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, you like
0: right. The Vince McMahon news again and all that. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. yeah North I American wish wrestling. luck to
1: those covering that topic. Not interested.
0: No. Take no, it home. no. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and take it home. It was a better week for, you know, even though with Okada, Tom, Tom That's Joe, what I'm I saying, man. For I'll take it. Every new time. Japan had a better week. Go figure. Uh, so with that in mind, we will be back next week here. Uh, we yes, won't have any is. new shows to talk about. So we're going to analyze the living hell out of the New Beginning Tour, uh, and there's a lot to unpack, isn't there? As we Maybe I'll see to... if
1: somebody walks to in and talk the show, talk some New Japan with us. I can Might them. have a
0: guest if we can. Uh, we'll talk Fantastica Mania. We'll really examine this New Beginning thing. Like you uh, folks have mentioned in the comments, feels like we're coming toward the true New Beginning, which will be after this tour and we're the New Japan Cup. We're marching
1: to a new beginning at the New Japan Cup.
0: You're on fire today. I don't even know what to do with you. Well, you with can, that you can
1: take me off the air right now. No, oh,
0: fine. All right. You dare me. I'll do it. A double oh, dog really. dare. For Jeremy Feinstone, I'm Stephen Conway. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, do all those things. It really helps us. We're grateful for the time you spend with us each and every week. We'll be back next Thursday to talk, and we will talk to you again very soon. Take care.